Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening to the Legendarium Podcast. Make sure you take a minute to subscribe to us on iTunes and now on Stitcher Radio. Like us on Facebook and check out our fantastic website at thelegendariumpodcast.com. Welcome to the Legendarium. The Legendarium is back and we are back with a review of 2014 and a look forward into the year 2015 to all things geek and nerd that we have to look forward to. Hey Ryan I'm not gonna touch it (laughs) Wow This got off to a horrible start Alright, welcome Welcome to 2015 uh, When the legendarium gets worse And worse and worse Should old acquaintance be forgot Todd, for singing that Yours is one acquaintance I would love to forget No Um, all right. Hey, I got the first insult of the year, guys. There you go. Nice. Um, it is 2015. Today, a retrospective on the year 2014 and a look into the future, uh, because that's what we do here. Uh, we look at the future. Um, so let's get started by some introductions. I, of course, of course, as you know by my dulcet tones, uh, I am Craig Hanks. Uh, to my right, to my right, if you're looking for a great body... Look no further than under the garage of Ken Johnson. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I got a great comeback, and I just, that was just too funny. It's, it's 2015. Right after this, I'm going to get the hover conversion unit on my minivan. <laughs> He's so cool that the Fonz once asked him for lessons. It's Ryan Bruckman. Oh, that was for me. I was thinking that was for Todd. <laughs> <laughs> and his laugh is the inspiration for the soul-sucking, despair-inducing shriek of the Nazgul, it's Todd Wenty. They actually asked me re- to record that 14 times before I got it right. <laughs> Those uh, took you 15 minutes to come up with? <laughs> nope. Nope. The uh, video of Shia LaBeouf was uh, kind of taking up a lot of that time. So, um, Anyway, welcome back, you guys, uh, into the studio. It has been, I think, just two weeks, but it feels like a whole lot longer than it that. It does. It does. Uh, since we last recorded, uh, when last we left each other, it was Hobbit season. Oh. Um, we're coming out of Hobbit season. We're not going to talk about it, uh, except maybe a little bit later, but not right now. Hold it in. Um, but yeah, now it's 2015. Here we go. Um, it's some, some quick announcements. We are kicking into high gear now for the legendarium. Now that we're off of our Christmas break. So next Friday, which is January the the something is January the ninth the ninth uh, January the ninth I think it's seven p.m. is when we're scheduled to arrive. We will be at Hajimaji Games in Kaysville, Utah. Todd, the dungeon master, will be walking Ryan and myself through our first ever game of Dungeons and Dragons. Welcome to my world. And if he talks like that, I'm going to punch him. <laughs> uh, in in the real world. <laughs> uh, so no, we are looking forward to that. Um, especially looking forward to uh, interacting with anybody who chooses to show up there. Uh, so we we know that uh, we know that there are those of, of you out there who are listening who like Scotty, thanks for the the blog shout out Scotty. Wonder, should I stay or should I go? You should go. You should go hang out with us at Hajimaji Games on Main Street in Kaysville on January 9th uh, 
at uh, 7 p.m. And uh, if I can just say, if any of you have uh, characters that are fifth level or lower in Dungeons and Dragons, and you would like to bring those characters along, there is room for them to participate in this magnificent adventure that Ryan and Craig will be having. This should be good. Do you have any any idea on a time frame? How late are we going to be there? Uh, until you either successfully beat the adventure or are so full of pizza that you can't move straight. Um, wow. It'll probably be somewhere between 10 and 11, oh, I would okay. imagine. <laughs> well, if it's about the pizza and we start at 7, I'll be out at about 7.25. So. It certainly makes it easier for me to run the adventure with only one person fighting me. <laughs> so um, let's... Oh, you know, I'm sorry. There's one more thing I wanted to mention after that. So we'll be airing that episode coming up next week. And then following that, we will be getting started with our Heroes of Sci-Fi series. Uh, that one, we are going to be intercutting, I'm sure, a lot with uh, some other material that we'll have. Um, you know, things like this event. Uh, or in, I, I want to do a, a horror episode coming up pretty soon because you know it's because it's january and that's when scary things happen right right um shut up todd uh so you know things like that i'm sure we'll be uh, we'll be cutting in and out of this but we'll do a heroes of sci-fi we don't intend to do what we did with mistborn where we do multiple episodes on a single book i think we're just going to be you know kind of uh broad strokes talking about a few sci-fi books and we're starting with uh the time machine by H.G. Wells. It is an extremely quick read. Uh, so if, you're, if you've got uh, a couple hours that you would normally devote to a really stupid movie, uh, carve them out instead for The Time Machine. It's like 100 pages, 100 short pages, and uh, you can knock it out. And it, it's a fun one. And if so. you, you may want to get the, uh, the online version so that you can look up the definitions of a few words <laughs> there if you, you go. are not one not who is very comfortable with uh, 19th, 19th century, century English. English. Yeah, not, not American English, English English. Uh, so, yeah, that'll be a good time. All right. I think that's the housekeeping that I had. Anything else for you guys? One, two, three. No, you missed your no, chance. I think we're good. Uh, so let's move on to our 2014 retrospective. Uh, now, I know that we've got a few things to talk about. Ken's got some some of his favorite news items from 2014. We've got some things coming up in 2015. Oh, no, I got stuff from 2015. But uh, <laughs> so I, here's what I want to do. I want to give you guys a little quiz. I had about 10 of these, but I'll just, I'll just do two or three of them. Um, do we have a buzzer? No. So whoever knows it first, shout it out, Uh-oh. and you'll get a point. It's going to be Ryan. This is going to be bad. All right. So... Um, so I'm going to give you some clues, and you tell me who or what I am. All right? You ready for this? Oh, well. Wait, you're you're Craig. Uh, no. There are some other adverbs and adjectives I'd like to use. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you ready? Three, two, one. Here we go. All right. Clue number one. I recently gave birth to twins. I shared... Padme Amidala. Oh, man. <laughs> Dang it. I hate you so much. Do these have to do with 2014, 2015? 20, 2014. These are th- this, for instance, is a person who was big in 2014. So, uh, yeah, all right. My I, cousin. I share. I share. Here, this is big. Oh. Okay, this is a good clue. I share a homophonic name with the star of Fox's sitcom New Girl. Emily Deschanel. Is that I, who you're referring to? I share a homophonic name. I'm not homophobic, so let's... After establishing some nerd cred... Oh, oh, there we go. I went on... uh, I went for some action cred with the mildly successful Columbiana. 
I would later combine those powers. Oh, Zoe Saldana. There you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She gave birth to twins? Yeah, just a couple days ago, actually. How was she? Oh, okay, never mind. I take it back. I know how she's big in 2014. I, oh. <laughs> she would later combine <laughs> those powers <laughs> into a nerdy action role as Gamora in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, she does. All right. Okay, who or what am I? I was a smash hit movie released in the first half of 2014. Captain America. I starred Will Arnett, Elizabeth Banks, Will Ferrell. The Lego Movie. There you go, the Lego Movie. Uh, the last clue was I was essentially the best DC movie since The Dark Knight. <laughs> <laughs> I work in black um, and all sometimes right. very dark gray. Uh, <laughs> I'll just give you guys one more. Okay. Um, who am I? I had a serious breakout year in 2014. BuzzFeed called me essentially... Chris the- Pratt. Nice. Yeah, That's yeah, the, yeah. You, yeah. Nice. I couldn't remember his name. I wanted to say Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm, giving, I'm giving this game to Ryan. I, we don't even need to play anymore. I told you it was going to be Ryan. <laughs> BuzzFeed called him essentially the male Jennifer Lawrence. Accessible, hilarious, hugely popular, and preternaturally attractive. Why does... Why do okay, they, they would not have said preternaturally attractive if they were watching him on the first season of Parks and Rec. <laughs> why do they compliment him and then insult him at the same time yeah. by calling him... <laughs> The male Jennifer Lawrence. Um, I like what's Jennifer wrong with Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence? She's just everywhere. Just because she's everywhere doesn't mean she's bad. I didn't say she was bad. You because can be she weary of something. She's just everywhere. Eating a chocolate bar every hour for three days or so would probably make you weary of chocolate. Doesn't mean the chocolate's bad. It means you're worn out. It means I, you're and a bad I am worn out. I could eat that chocolate bar again. Oh my gosh, Todd! <laughs> <sighs> All right. Um, My wife is going to be angry with me for that one. <laughs> <laughs> so think back. I mean, we've, so we mentioned a few things, but think back on 2014. What were your guys' favorite nerd things from 2014? Um, I've got I've got a few of mine. If we need somebody to start off, it was but really it was one? it was the breakout of the geek. Really? Oh this man, 2014 was the it was the breakout of the geek. Just really? this. You have. Have you guys seen the top ten movies? The top ten grossing movies of 2014. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I do know Guardians the, of the Galaxy, uh, Mockingjay, Lego Movie, Captain or sorry, Captain America: Winter Soldier, Lego Movie, uh, X Men: Days of Future Past is like number seven or something. Basically, the top ten movies are movies that would be classified as sci fi fantasy. Right. Yeah. Okay. And you know what that tells everyone in the studios that the geeks have a disposable income. Yep. That's and right. always and have. a hungry fan base. Yeah. Um, okay. Not, I, not only I, I that, do then, find it interesting that the top grossing uh, original story of 2014, so not a part of a series or a, a knockoff of a comic book or book or whatever, um, Interstellar. Oh, yeah. Christopher oh. Nolan's Interstellar. Interesting. Yeah. Which, you know, it, it was definitely very successful, but it was hardly the huge hit that some of these comic book movies were right well and that's that's yeah. the top grossing original story um yeah and and that's that's interesting anybody who missed my review by the way uh the short of it is go see it please go see it if yeah. it's in theaters near you still um go see it in the theaters the bigger the screen the better exactly um what about tell me um some other things that happened this year lego movie was was a weird hit right i mean who would have thought a a movie made out of legos would have such broad appeal beyond you know eight-year-olds well obviously a producer someplace did um 
you know, you, you you stop and think about what um, what movies are for us. Movies, um, heaven forbid, we become intellectual on this podcast ever, ever. Um, but movies kind of fill the the environment or fill the slot in our in our psyche, our cultural psyche, that were often filled in the past by stories that are told around the fires and. Um, something that has a relatable base, Legos, those little Lego figures uh, that all of us have played with on on uh, rainy days inside or on sunny days outside, whatever. Um, they're, they're something that we all relate to uh, or that many of us relate to. Enough of us, obviously, that we want to share that with our kids. And that's, I think, what struck the chord about the Lego movie. It was a movie about a father and son. And there were lots of fathers and sons, mothers and daughters who related to that story of how do I encourage creativity but keep what I have learned to prize from that experience held safe and sacred. Yeah. Pop quiz, in which country is Lego headquarters? Sweden. Sweden. I think it's Denmark. Actually, you might be right. I was going for Denmark. So I thought it was Sweden. Sweden. I yeah, thought well. that was why we were so big in Sweden. <laughs> there you go. All uh, of that might be true, but uh, really the Lego movie, come on, let's just call it what it was. It was a 90-minute commercial for Lego. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. Um, actually, it, the, the Lego movie and the Guardians of the Galaxy come up in an interesting article that I read in the Washington Post. It, not so much an article as you know, a five-paragraph blurb. Um, but it's uh, so Alyssa Rosenberg is talking about 2014 and, uh, she says it's oft repeated conventional wisdom that all nerd culture or sorry, that all cur- culture is now nerd culture. Right. Hmm. Um, but the Lego movie and guardians of the galaxy are powerful, delightful reminders that comic books, young adult fiction and franchises based on toys can't truly be said to gun it. <laughs> my phone shut off can't truly be said <laughs> to have conquered the world until we reach a point where we don't need to artificially weigh them down to justify the pleasure we take in them and she's taking a shot at at dc movies that are um or or other other films yeah, you know things yeah. like mocking jay that are so uh depressing and you know that the weigh you down i like this idea and and uh i We'll be honest, I didn't see the Lego movie, but I did see Guardians of the Galaxy, and I think she's got a real point. It's uh, There's something to be said for, you know, when you're going to the movie theaters to watch a movie, you just sometimes you just need a popcorn flick. You just need to go have a good time. And, right? I, th- and I think that that was well evidenced by the revenues that were generated by those two films. Oh, yeah. Yep. yeah. That is absolutely Guardians. And I think that's, film. you know, it, I think that's a piece of our larger culture. I think that there there is very much a, uh, there there are two camps. Those that say that the things that we take in as art have to be painful and remind us of the pain of being human. And those that are reminding us that there is joy in being human. I think Mm -hmm. those two camps will continue to exist. I find it interesting that they're now using nerd culture as their reference point for those particular battles. (laughs) Absolutely. And And as a lifelong nerd, yeah. Talk about a a false dichotomy, though. It's... Oh, yeah. um, You know, I I don't know... The world may be sifted like that, but I don't know many people who would admit to it. Like I need, I need all my movies to be dark and heavy. Oh no! Or I, I need all my movies to be, you know, happy endings and fluffy rainbows and unicorns. I think we all have our tolerance level. Right. I think if we if we were to place if we were to place ourselves independently on a sliding scale with those two ends as the extremes, and I think that we as human beings and as individuals move up and down on that scale for our tolerance of those pieces. Right. Um, but 
but my experience has been that there are people who will not justify it as art unless it is angsty. So I'll tell you what. Um, Most of them are art students. I'll tell you what my or English majors favorite thing, my favorite nerdy thing was from 2014 conventions. <laughs> oh, uh, I wondered if Comic Con was going to come in on this. I, oh, absolutely. I had a great time. I before 2014, I had never been to any sort of convention that I can remember. Uh, let alone a fan convention, and I had a great time with it. The first one I've ever been to was FantasyCon, mm-hmm. which is kind of unfortunate because it's setting a pretty high bar for mm-hmm. all other conventions. I also did Comic-Con later that year and uh, and had a great time. And I, I don't want anybody to ever get me wrong on this. I had a great time at Comic-Con, but FantasyCon was just awesome. They are very, Loved it. They are certainly very different types of experiences. Yeah. I would have liked to have gone to FantasyCon, and and if the FantasyCon producers are listening, not Independence Day weekend this year, please. Uh, FantasyCon is pushed off to 2016, actually. Well, uh, then that's not fan- it's very that's not Independence Day this year. I so I'm I'm a little bit torn on this. And Ryan, do you know? Have you read the news on this much? Not oh, probably any more than you have. Yeah, I'll give you guys uh, a little bit of a lowdown. So they they put out an announcement uh, on their Facebook page and elsewhere. FantasyCon was originally going to be this summer slash fall, and they said, you know what, we're going to push it to 2016, and they're taking it away from the largest venue in Utah, the Salt Palace Convention Center in Salt Lake City, and they're moving it to the Southtown Expo Center in Sandy, which is, I don't know, what, uh, two-thirds, three-quarters the size? About two-thirds. Yeah. I say the second largest. <laughs> it's Yeah, I mean, it's it's nothing to sneeze at, but... It, so my first reaction was, oh, man, this sucks. i got to wait until 2016. This is terrible. But then when I read their admittedly you know, rosy-colored uh, PR stuff, I got, uh, I got excited about it. I'm okay with it because it sounds like what they're going, going to do is they're going to bleed out more from the convention center and get involved all around the city of Sandy. And they're going to use not just the convention center, but also Rio Tinto Stadium, where the soccer team plays, um, and and a few other venues around town. Uh, so it's getting it, it's involving the whole town. It's becoming a bigger event, mm-hmm. uh, and it's going to take them a little bit longer. Uh, but with with how they did the first event, I don't know. How do you feel, Ryan? Is, do you trust them to 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 do it right? Didn't they say they were working for the first one for five years? Something like that. Yeah, exactly. Taking an extra year as long as it translates into quality. And I think the smaller space will actually fit better. The one, one of the complaints I had at FantasyCon was that things were a bit, it felt a bit thin, stretched over too much. Like Like, just scraped over too much bread. No. (laughs) (laughs) There's, they had a lot there, but there was, they were trying to fill some space and I felt like there was just a touch too much. And I think that going to the slightly smaller venue will give them a little more, a little more of that look at all the stuff we have feel. Right. As compared to look over here, there's this. Ignore that empty wall over there. And look over here, there's this. I, th- I think it'll also give them an opportunity to take advantage of the the breakout setup of the Sandy uh, Exposition Center. I've done several different kinds of conventions over there um, as an exhibitor and as a uh, as a as an attendee. And the access of the breakout rooms is much better in Sandy than it is than it was for Salt Lake. Mm-hmm. Um, Salt Lake, you really have to know the venue to find the right rooms and the right times and the right places. Whereas with Sandy, I think it'll be much easier, uh, an easier through. layout yeah. to find what you're looking for and to find it quickly. Well, the last five minutes was brought 
to all of you here in the Salt Lake area. <laughs> all the rest courtesy of, of Fantasy God. Yeah, all the rest of you need to get out here. Um, the Now, granted, I've been to two conventions so far, but I've done a lot of research and reading on, on other ones as well. And unless you're going to San Diego or New York, you're probably not going to find anything bigger, badder, or better or than, Chicago. What, than what we're doing here. No, I, th- I think Maybe Chicago. No, I think we even beat Chicago. Really, I mean, just the, in quality of guests, the uh, type of uh, displays that we had, the number of attendees. Salt Lake uh, City, by by sheer number, I mean, you can tell people here are are rabid about. We were third place in sheer in number of in number of people attending. Um, actually, in this last with the over hundred twenty thousand, we're fighting for the number, for two, number two in one spot. Yeah. We're actually uh, San Diego Comic Cons. Not that far ahead of us. Well, not not just uh, Comic Con in September, but Fanex in April. Both of them drew over a hundred thousand people. Yeah, so. and um, that's and if any of you are looking to come to Salt Lake for one of these conventions, um, yeah, definitely come on down. I have a couch uh, from which I will direct you to the nearest hotel, <laughs> uh, and we've got lots that of room. Was going. <laughs> Um, one of the, you know, it's interesting to see the the evolution of Comic Con as somebody who I attended a I attended a local Comic Con comic convention. Sorry, not to infringe upon the word. Um, back in the nineteen nineties, um, and that was held at a major university here along the Wasatch Front, and it was there were about a hundred exhibitors. And it was all comic books and comic book memorabilia. Mm-hmm. Um, the the metamorphosis of Comic Con into this pop culture pop culture yeah. event um, is is really pretty astounding. Um, I, I've you know we we talked about it during the Comic Con uh, when we were there doing the podcast, and we've talked about it since. Um, as somebody who's been attending these types of events for the better part of three decades. Um, I'm impressed that everyone is finally catching up to me, and now I'm kind of sometimes resentful of everybody who wants to claim it as their own. You're the hipster of Comic Cons. I'm I'm the old guy of Comic Cons. I liked Comic Cons before they were. Get cool. off my convention. <laughs> um, all right. Anything else that we want to talk about with 2014 before we look forward into uh, the wonderful year that is to come? You say, what did we talk about of 2014? It- you know, I'll, uh, let me give you let me give you guys. Um, we talked about Chris Pratt and his pectoral <laughs> muscles, or at least that was implied. Um, Chris Pratt has has certainly reinvented himself nicely um, during this period of time. One thing that we haven't talked about much was Big Hero Six. Oh yeah, good one. Oh, yeah. Um, and which I, I didn't see. That was on the top ten list too, by the way. Uh, yeah. Um, I, and and again, how many of the ones on the top ten list were Marvel? Oh, never mind. We won't talk about that today. Um, I I really enjoyed. I was not surprised by Big Hero Six. Um, it made my list of top five fantasy slash science fiction slash um, fun pop culture movies for the year. Uh, my children and I still do fist bumps differently because of uh, because <laughs> yeah. of Baymax. Um, and for those of you who've seen the film, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, but the thing that was interesting was that it was it came out at just about the right time to have a good family movie for the holiday season that was not too heavy, that was approachable by everybody, and that was enjoyable by everybody. I really enjoyed it. Nice. Ryan, favorite thing from 2014? Or a favorite? Uh I know we've already touched on it, but movies this year for, have been a high mark. You know, there's been some things about 2014 personally that, you know, kind of getting into comic books a little bit has been nice. And 
um, exploring some of that. Let's also remember that this is the year that the legendarium started. It will go down in history <laughs> as such. <laughs> and despite <Sorry>. that, 2014 <laughs> was great. <laughs> anyway, this is the year. This is the year that the ball really got rolling, especially towards the end of the year on the... I'll say the PR for the new Star Wars film. Oh, we yeah. started, we got the teaser trailer. We started to get some, you know, some news that was bigger. We started to get leaked photos. We started to get more. We started to really, as nerds, get a chance, and geeks of, and lovers of Star Wars, to get a chance to go, oh, yeah, we got some good stuff coming this coming year. Well, yeah. and let's be, let's be fair. J.J. Abrams started that at the beginning of the year. Um, he has been a mastermind at or or, or and Disney yeah. um, have been have have absolutely been masterful at the way that they have just been putting out breadcrumbs for the last year and will keep putting out breadcrumbs for all of this year, getting us excited for what's coming. It's going to be agonizing, absolutely <laughs> agonizing. I was telling Ryan earlier today we were driving around and I said, you know what, I I'm just just tickled pink that the pre that the prequels were made first because they were screwed up so bad <laughs> that i know that episode seven can't be that bad it just there's nowhere to go but up you know they, they've really set a low bar and i'm very excited to jump over it <laughs> up was a great film <laughs> what oh wait sorry we weren't talking about that okay ken uh, you just stay in that corner and uh and be in that corner what what uh, right, you, do you have down. a list? Yeah, do you have more stuff? Scissors down. I, I have a list here of. Uh, I was writing down uh, movies that uh, movies that are that came out in 2014 and movies that will be coming out in 2015 to look forward to. And I'm looking back on 2014, um, these are all movies that are in the top 100 highest rated, uh, highest ratings um, for films in 2014. On what, like on IMDb or uh, Rotten Tomatoes? Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Yeah. Um, so if and ask yourselves how many of these did I how many of these did I see? First of all, we had the Lego Movie, X Men: Days of Future Past, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, Guardians of the Galaxy, Live Die Repeat: Edge of Tomorrow. I just oh, finally saw that it was so, so good. Cool. <laughs> we were awesome. That was I was expecting that. Um, Captain America Two. How to drain your how to drain <laughs> how to drain your bank account in three easy steps. Go to a movie, buy popcorn, repeat. How to train your dragon two and Big Hero Six were all on the top one hundred there. Uh, Mocking Jay surprisingly not in the top one hundred. Hey, you know what? Not surprisingly at all. Just not that good. I guess in terms of blockbuster dollars it would be, but in terms of ratings it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. When yeah, we may get to this material later in, you know, future podcasts, but just when you're dealing with source material that's not that good, it's kind of hard to make a film that's that's that good. Although, if I can throw a shout out to something from seven years ago, I don't know, Stardust. One of my favorite book-to-film adaptations okay. where okay. the book, not my favorite, it's a Neil Gaiman book um, and very, very weird, very postmodern, like post-postmodern. Mm-hmm. And they took the source material and made it into a, a classic uh, frolicking fairy tale, and mm. it is fantastic. Mm. Love it. I'll Love check it. that out. Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, see that. Anyway, I will. Robert say De Niro in a dress. Oh yeah, Robert De Niro. Oh, now as a, I'm as sold a, as a gay <laughs> air pirate. He flies through the skies. You already wow. had me sold. Why are you? Why are you still? I'm still in. <laughs> um, I will it, say 2014 for me personally yeah. will be remembered as the year that I discovered Mistborn and oh, Brandon yeah. Sanderson. I, that's what I was going to say too, and and I will never. Uh, 
I will I will look back on it fondly because Brandon Sanderson is like my writing hero now. Yeah. My yeah, gosh, he so. is so good. Uh, you know, I'm really glad about that. So often um, you, you make a recommendation, or at least I do. Somebody says, hey, you know, what What music should I listen to? What book should I read? What movie should I watch? And, you know, and I kind of think, okay, well, there's a, a, a list of things that I could give you. And on the scale of, of crap that I hate and, up, you know, at the one end of the scale up to the tens of things that I love, I usually recommend things around a six or seven, maybe an eight, mm-hmm. just because I think, you know what? No, it's a ten because I love it. And they're not going to love it that much. There's something incredibly satisfying about handing you guys this book that I thought was a ten, you know, mm-hmm. or this trilogy and you guys uh, enjoying it that much. Oh, it was – yeah. It, Definitely was delightful. In fact, my wife and I still chat about how wrong I was about certain things. <laughs> well, that's, you know, it's not about the predictions. We had some fun with it, but um, but in the end, it's just about about the end of the story. I have to tell you guys this. Uh, I had a moment. I'm reading The Way of Kings right now as kind of a little side. Another Brandon Sanderson book for those of you keeping score. Yeah, part of his Stormlight Archive series. And kind of from the sounds of reading his prologue, his personal masterpiece is what he's aiming for there um fantastic book i I pulled it out at christmas and showed my cousin who had finished this book and the book after and he looked at me and he went oh dude just wait and i went (laughs) (laughs) wait until book two i was like i know how ken and todd feel now (laughs) yeah wanting to punch him in the face revenge that's something i'm looking forward for to for 2015 Two more Brandon Sanderson Alloy of Law books coming yep. out. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm so excited. He's also got another um, Fire something or other. It's part of his Steelheart series, which is, I don't remember the actual name of it, but he's got that coming out too. The man just releases like books like crazy. It's, the yeah. guy is a genius. He does. But, and and in talking to him, he, he releases books like crazy, but he has to release books from all of his arcs. And so if you're devoted to one and not to all of his stuff, then it becomes a little bit tough to wait for the next one in the next series if it's not yours. That's kind of why I haven't read Stormlight Archives yet. We really have so many good authors here in Utah, local authors that are just incredible. Uh, Brad Torgerson, Brandon Mull, Shannon Hale. I'm, I'm, you know, I mean, the list goes on and on. Those are the only ones I could come up with on the top of my head, but really – uh, we should we should look forward to that in 2015 doing something on other locals because they are we really have brilliant authors we are spoiled. What's the name of the author who calls writer's block a lie? Larry Correa. Larry Correa. That's... Oh, he's another genius. I I love him. Yes, very much so. Um, what I'm you know one thing I'm looking forward to now that we're getting into what should we look forward to in 2015. Um, you, in 2014, you guys discovered Brandon Sanderson, and that'll be a watershed moment. I'm looking forward to this Heroes of Sci-Fi um, series that we're going to be doing yes. because I feel like this is a uh, uh, you know somewhat mild, but definitely a gap in my uh, in my nerd culturing. You know, I, I just don't have that many classic sci-fi novels under my belt. You know, I'd never read The Time Machine before. Now, I've never read Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. I've never read, you know, take your pick. I've never oh, read Isaac Asimov. I'm so looking forward yeah, to this it's, year. I, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. I'm, I'm really, historically, I've been into the kind of swords and sorcery, the high fantasy, that kind of thing. And uh, it, it'll be nice to break out of that shell. You know, and that dichotomy uh, really exists within a lot of the, a lot of nerd culture is that you're one side or the other. Um, if you've seen the Phineas and Ferb episode, which is probably my favorite, uh, their their convention episode about the difference between nerds and 
Nerds and geeks. geeks. Um, it's really, it's really rather clever. Um, but there, there really does seem to be kind of a parting of the ways. Um, you do one or you don't. You do one or the other. You don't do both. And I think that there's some richness to be had from from exploring both ends of the spectrum. Uh, wasn't it Isaac Asimov that said any technology that we are exposed to that is sufficiently advanced from our own would seem to be magic? Sounds mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Um, and so whenever I think of whenever I think of people putting down science fiction. Uh, in favor of swords and sorcery, I smile politely to myself and say, Isaac Asimov would have words for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so let's move on to some 2015 stuff. Ken, what you got? Star Wars comes out in 2015. <laughs> yeah, Why we does know. He pick okay, the easy Ken, one. Oh, what you it's got? It's the low hanging fruit. I'm so excited about this. Well, Star Wars, not a surprise, right? Star Wars is on the top of everybody's most anticipated list for 2015 in terms of movies. Um, it's near the. It's yeah. It's probably at the top of mine. I've got five or six. That it's I'm just it's dying right. To see. It's right at the top of mine. But I mean, like box office mojo and all these other right. you know, yeah. hit fix yeah. and stuff. It's it's at the top. Uh, right below it is Avengers two. I am so freaking stoked for Avengers two for Avengers uh, Age no of Ultron. Oh my me. gosh. <laughs> I am so excited for that, and and then Mockingjay Part Two comes out also. But I I feel like I feel about that one kind of the same way I did about Hobbit Three. Yeah, I'm excited for it to come out because then it's done. done. Because then it's done, and that's why I kind of threw it in there. And and then oh, and I know Craig, you're excited about Fifty Shades of Grey. You know, you know, I am. Ken, I really am. Thanks for bringing that up. Well, it certainly fits as a fantasy. I, I have to throw this out here: is these these I, I went through and did the top twelve. I went through twelve films this year that I thought fit our audience and that I thought would be worth seeing. Let's see how many of these we can guess. Okay, in thirty seconds, uh, obviously Star Wars, Jurassic Park, Avengers, Mad Max, Mad Max. Oh, that's high on my list. I don't know why. I've never seen the original. I'm excited for the reboot, though. Um, Batman yeah. v Super. No, that's 2016. Yeah, yeah. That's 2016. Are you serious? Yeah. Yes. Oh, got pushed off. Sorry. Okay. Well, it's always been 2016. Okay. Um, Jupiter Ascending. Oh, Jupiter that Ascending. Was on my yeah, list. that one's looking really cool. Uh, um, Mockingjay 2. That's seven. Uh, I have Seventh Son. Seventh oh, Sun. Seventh, yeah. Oh, that's seventh yeah. Sun is is due out in 2015. Whether or not it makes it, I'm going to be interested to see. But I think that one, and that's another one from um, an author with local roots that has done some incredible things, Ender's Game. Yeah, um, oh, yeah sure. That, uh, that then he's, Orson Scott Card. Orson Scott Card, I can't believe done I a lot of other stuff. didn't throw him so, on there. Okay, what so else? We've, we're missing like five. Go ahead. Uh, let's see. Um, here's one. Uh, Chappie. Oh, okay, oh, yeah. yeah. That Chappie, looks cool. I think, Neil, I thought it looked really, really good. I was kind of looking at stuff that would fit our science fiction feel for some of the things we were going for. Chappie looks like it might that, have it one. It looks a little preachy, but uh, but hopefully a lot of fun. Yeah, like any AI movie is never preachy. Right. Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, what about uh, Terminator Genesis? Oh, There's another yeah, one. Terminator yeah. Genesis, yep. That's going to be – and these are these are movies that uh, I, I think I speak for all of us when I say it's going to be a tough time figuring out which ones we want, we're going to do appearances at because we could do them all. Can I, can I just real quick before you finish this mm-hmm. list because Terminator just reminded me of this. How often when you have a video game or movie a series that becomes classic – like this in in a pretty short amount of time. I mean, it's only been twenty or thirty years since we've had these things, but uh, but what is it that drives these things to be a classic? How often is it the music? Oh yeah, Terminator. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, Ter- Terminator as a story is as, as good as many other stories out there. But then you throw in that metallic dun 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 dun, dun yeah. and it's you know, and it's it's, noti- it's identified immediately. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what else? 
I'm surprised you guys didn't get this one. Spectre. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I even looked at the poster for that today, Spectre. Spectre. Here's another one that's a bit surprising because they're considering the teaser trailer, which was pure genius. Ant-Man. Ant-Man. Yeah, Ant-Man is on is you know what? That one's <laughs> that on my teaser trailer was awesome. That's on my radar. I'm not sure that I, I'm I'm You should take your kids, Todd. I'm hopeful <laughs> that Ant-Man will will hit pay dirt. Not necessarily money, but pay dirt as in that it will be something that people go and see good, and say it was good. It I am optimistic about it. I wasn't before, but I am hearing a lot of good buzz about it. reading more about the plot has made me a little more excited yeah. about it. Uh, any uh, others that we missed? The other two, Tomorrowland. Oh, duh. I had that on my list, but I thought I was limited to five. I apologize. And then uh, Pixar's film, Inside Out, I think. We'll oh, be in. Inside Out is not one that I've seen much about. It I'm is looking forward to it. A lot of people who have seen stuff on that say that not only is it going to be good, but it is Pixar's best film ever. Be something to see. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I hear that I once mean, that's, a year about the new Pixar film. So I was going to say, I'll you, you hear hyperbole it. and everything, but... I heard that a lot about Frozen. Um, I, it that was took a me Disney. Like, took me a long. I know, but it took me a long time to see Frozen. But everybody kept telling me it's the greatest Disney movie ever made. It's the greatest ever. It's the greatest ever. And I watched it and I said that was really good. I've seen better. <laughs> I didn't even say it was really good. I said that's all right. <laughs> anyway, sorry. So uh, yeah, I don't. I don't buy into the it's the best ever until it's out. I need time. I yeah. need. I need to weigh it against the body of work, especially because. What Pixar has done really has set the bar very high for animated films, and I'm I'm interested to see what they do next. Um, but I'm 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 not I, I don't know I'm skeptical. I'm always skeptical there's, when they there's, when there's the, too much hype. There's one there is one film that will be put out by Disney. It's not Pixar. It's Disney Animation, from what I understand, coming out this year that I am so curious about. I didn't add it to this list or anything. Strange Magic. I don't know it. Yeah, uh, from the mind of George Lucas. Yep. Blah blah blah. Do you feel like Do you feel like George made a deal with the devil and said, you know, since nobody else is going to produce this, will you guys produce this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Was it a package deal with Star Wars? I wonder. Maybe I'll, I'll sell this if you'll make a few of my movies. I wonder. Yeah. They keep saying if, that's how they got Harrison Ford to agree to Star Wars Episode Seven. They promised to make an Indiana Jones Five. I thought you were going to say they promised not to let George Lucas direct. <laughs> um, sorry, George. I apologize. Um, please don't smite me down with a lightsaber of justice. Um, I, I, I wonder. I, I wonder what other things we're going to see. It looks very much like a fern gully. Um, for those of us that are that are remembering that magnificent story, I'm mm-hmm. kind of curious. You mean Avatar? Okay. Okay. Uh, Welcome to the to the 21st century version of Fern Gully. Oh, by the way, um, <laughs> just throwing this out there because apparently this has turned into a movie preview podcast. Um, I went on to um, Zoe Saldana's IMDb page today and listed up at the top in pre-production are avatars two, three, and four. Ugh. Please tell me you're kidding. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Twenty. I think it's like 2015, 16, and 17, or 16, 17, 18. Oh, my word. Avatar. Yeah, so A- anyway. James Cameron, A- please stop. If you're listening, yeah. George Lucas Just listened your, to us about the run. blasters. You listen to us about <laughs> Avatar. Stop. Tell you what, I'll give you money to not make these. How much? How much, Ken? I don't know. Nine fifty for a ticket. Ken's okay. going to start a Kickstarter campaign. 
<laughs> they're gonna start selling tickets to movies that weren't made you have to buy so many tickets so the movie gets made type thing <laughs> right i'm pre-ordering this not to be made james cameron we will pay okay, you to so not make this movie this isn't exactly a fantasy sci-fi thing but it is a nerd culture thing for sure 2014 the veronica mars movie came out oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah that was funded by a five or six million dollar kickstarter campaign everybody was super excited turned out to be kind of a steaming pile of crap we were talking about this earlier, me and you, Ryan. I don't know. You're not a VMARS person, but um, I was so excited for it, and I went and saw it. My wife and I saw it. We we devoured all three seasons about ten times each, and uh, we went and saw the movie, and we came out of it. And Sarah, my wife, just was not very charitable. She said, ah, that was a, that was a pile of garbage. And I said, oh, well, you know, there were these good things and those good things. And then I thought about it for a month or two and then watched it again, and now it's a steaming pile of crap. So... I've never seen Veronica Mars. I haven't seen anything it's, it's about one it, of the, but I like Kristen Bell. It's one of the most wonderful series ever on TV, as far as I'm concerned. Um, but the movie was not what it should have been or could have been. So, anyway, so 2015 so, is coming out. You're going to hear a ton of comparisons because 2015 was the setting of Back to oh, the, Future the Future 2. Two yes. we're, we're going to have a lot of people that are going to be talking about hoverboards, There's, which, by the way, they have one. Did you see the video of Tony Hawk? On the hoverboard? Yes, I did. Yeah. So yes, I did. Not only that, Nike. Um, uh, I'm buying. Nike is coming out with. I the, am going to buy one of those yep, pairs of shoes. Coming out with the laces, with the uh, with the electronic laces. Oh, what, sweet. Yep. What, are, what are they calling? That's uh, the power up laces. Power laces. That's what they call. Yeah, power. They they tried to. They made a shoe in 2011 that paid homage to the power laces shoe, to uh, the mag shoes, but they didn't have the power laces. They just had laces. Yeah. They said in 2015, you will see the shoe with power laces. Zip. <laughs> so I want I want the flash drying clothes oh, for 2015. I want, the, I want the instant pizza. Well, look at all the other look at all the we other have it. stuff it's called though. A microwave. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> look at all the other stuff though that that uh, Back to the Future Two got right. I mean, uh, wearable tech. I mean, how yeah. many? We there was Apple Watch comes out this year. Apple Watch. There was. Uh, That's not new tech. There's been watches out for yeah. Samsung, yeah. Years, Samsung's but, watch has been the, out for a little while. I'm I'm going to go sports nerd on you a little bit here, but uh, on heaven forbid on New Year's Day there was a hockey game. They they have it every year. It's called the Winter Classic, and it's mm-hmm. a, it's a hockey game played outdoors. And the one of the officials had a camera on his helmet. Yeah. So you could go to the to to help make the judgment call on whether whether something was was in or whether the the net came loose uh, prior to the the puck going across the line. You could actually go. They actually went to the official's helmet cam to see if very cool. Yeah. So very I mean, cool. all of a sudden you got helmet cams, um, tablets. Remember? Uh, well, okay. Hold 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 on hold on. I need a I need to explore something that just went into my imagination. Okay. All sports events are broadcast over the internet interactively with the helmet cams or the 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 cap cams on uh, the officials hats and so you are on the field with the officials calling you know pass interference on the offense you know push off number 15 on the offense whatever um and people basically vote on whether it's a good call or not that would be a terrible system because then you'd have fans just you know. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, Vegas would, up, but... Vegas would make money on that. Oh yeah, you know. They would. So you're, you're not gonna you're not Fantasy gonna see ref league. <laughs> there you that go. That would be awesome. You're not gonna Who see flying cars league? anytime soon. But I mean, you you've got the uh, actually. The, yeah, why not? The camera or the the TVs the size of a, uh, an entire wall that run the scenery channel. Oh, you mean like Ryan's? 
Yeah. 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 Um, the the um, touch technology, the the fingerprint technology to get in the doors and stuff. You got that That's interactive there. houses. We've got that. I mean, there are a lot of things. They got a lot of things right. And of course, I'm I'm excited for November for the one thing that I'm that they're going to get right. Cubs win the World Series. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, one of my issues keep with dreaming, um, Ken, keep dreaming. No, I'm dreaming. One of my issues with uh, stories in the future and Terminator would totally fall into this. But um, they, the future always changes so much in these stories. Like, everything is very, very different from how it was in 1985. And how far in the future do they go? 30 years. 30 years? Really? You know, <laughs> th- things change, and things change fast, but they don't change that drastically you in know, 30 years. It's usually. been an interesting. Science fiction, science fiction has been the environment where um, we believe that we can make greater moves forward than we do um most every uh, i'm not sure why ryan's laughing at that he's um, laughing at someone on the screen. oh okay i thought he was laughing at me personally i'm so used to him laughing at me so ryan you doesn't know, interact it just with, the, with the legendarian team here <laughs> no he just sits <laughs> and laughs he's off in ryan world um but it, it but it's interesting that we that that for science fiction writers they are very optimistic they're very hopeful and they predict changes uh or hope for changes that the rest of culture is often slow to adopt. And so I think that's one of the reasons why, you know, we go forward 30 years or 40 years and they have these huge advances that they want to see us make. But think of it this way. Um, If we were to look at the 1970s with Star Trek and their worldwide communication tool, the communicator, and we look at the 1980s and the introduction of the cell phone, how many cell phones were based around a flip technology phone? Uh, that that yeah. that mirrored this one little piece of technology. Um, we we look at things and and while they and I think I, we could go on and on. I could go on and on at least. Um, That's true. Because thanks, Craig. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, but I but I think that what we see in in science fiction is that hopefulness of the way that things could be the way that i want them to be and we see those things starting to evolve um in 1990 they had the personal access display device uh on star trek or the pad and now we walk around with tablets and smartphones it's pdas yeah and and i think i think we're going to be very i think there's going to be a lot more of that we just aren't going to see some of the extremes in fashion and some of the extremes in Depends on which uh, large technology that uh, is oftentimes presented in science fiction. But I think we'll see a lot of other things. Found another movie that didn't make your list that probably should. August comes Fantastic Four. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. That's going to be that's going to be interesting. Is that a, is that a reboot? That it is. Yeah, it's, it's a reboot. reboot. Okay. Yeah, that's doing good. some interesting stuff. Michael B. Jordan plays Johnny Storm, and uh, yeah, Kate, because we can't have Chris Evans doing and, that. And Kate Mara plays Sue Storm. She's not unattractive. She is not unattractive. She's on my top five. But my point is she's <laughs> – um, Wait, wait. Okay, but hang my, on. Can open worms everywhere. Oh, yeah. Kate Mara, no, no, she's no, totally that's, on there. That's not where I'm going. I think I'm going where you're going. Kate Mara is white and Michael B. Jordan is black. And uh, Johnny and Sue were split home brother Storm. and sister. Sue Storm uh, is adopted. Okay. Is the way is that they're, they're going to go? Is the way they're going to say split home adoption. Yeah. It's, it's an yeah, easy fix. Way, thought, it's, an, it's an easy fix. That's the way they're Ken, working. I thought Ken was going to be over on my right going, black and white people shouldn't be involved in relationships. <laughs> oh, <laughs> heavens. Heavens. I got, I got nothing with that. But I, and I love Michael B. Jordan. I think that's a great cast. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. 
I'm just tired of the Fantastic Four being rebooted. I, I am too. It just, it's almost as bad as the Spider-Man series being rebooted. And guess what? We could be seeing a Spider-Man reboot again in the next few years. Sinister what? Six is going to be coming out. I won't watch it because Stone won't be in it. So. I know. But if Sinister yeah. Six fails, I'll bet you you see a Star uh, Spider-Man reboot. Guarantee that you'll see a Spider-Man reboot. And if they try and do a Sinister Six all in one film and not break it up into two – they're they're going to fail. They're gonna they're gonna run into the same problem that they had at the end of the other at the end of the other uh, Spider-Man trilogy. Sorry, yeah. that just made me think of uh, I was thinking of the the equivalent of the Sinister Six on the other side, the Suicide Squad film and cast being announced. Like, oh, is that coming out? Two thousand seventeen. That's two thousand seventeen. It's yeah. still a ways, but I mean, come on, we, we've got Oprah Winfrey. Oh, really? In it, we've got yeah. Will Smith and. Uh, Margot Ro- uh, Robbie. Robbie. Oh no! I, yeah. Suicide Squad is coming out in sixteen. I don't. I think the. Uh, I think the Oprah Winfrey cast was a red herring. I don't think that's happening. Either that, or she's going to be. There have been several. All right. All right. There have been several uh, people mentioned in that role. Nobody's been cast in it yet. Okay, gentlemen. So, we've gentlemen. taken Craig into the deep end of our. I am. I am losing it. <laughs> I am. I'm foundering in a sea of speculation, uh, and I've had enough. <sighs> had enough of you people. Um, do let's, you hate us all so much? No, I don't. I don't. I don't. He's I grounded don't. in the world of things that have already been written. Right. What? Okay. <laughs> I... Bottom line, I am excited for the next I'm four years. I'm about to see the 1% of my life existing. <laughs> 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 all right. So let's call it. Before we go, though, um, I, I would be remiss. Obviously, I would be the one who is remiss. If we did not wish a very happy 123rd birthday to J.R.R. Tolkien. Um, thanks, buddy, for giving us a podcast you. to podcast about. Um, anyway, yeah, it's... We need uh, to find a new way of celebrating things posthumously. Happy birthday just seems a little odd. Well, in Harry Potter, happy it's death days, birthday. right? Happy birthday. Happy anniversary. My grandmother would sing that every us. year to us. <laughs> so Children dying everywhere. Sadness. Yeah. My, my dad sung that. All it was right. a Johnson family staple. I don't know. Maybe it was just that. This era. is not your therapy session. <laughs> Holy crap. Let's go before you guys make this any worse. My word. All right. Now I hate you all so much. Are you happy, Ken? You've always. done it. Only always. You've done it. Craig gets cranky. I do get cranky. You guys are the worst. He, we even fed him before we started doing this. <laughs> all right. Well, that's the problem. Well, at uh, least it's not after midnight. It's time for his nap. All right. So let's go and uh, enjoy ourselves next week at Hajimaji Games at 7 p.m. in Kaysville, Utah. We will uh, play some Dungeons & Dragons. I will get even grumpier, as is my want, during card and board games. Uh, and um, Don't let him near the dice, otherwise someone's going to have an imprint on their head. <laughs> it's a fact. All right, and we will see any of you uh, close-by listeners there. Thanks, everybody, for listening in. I uh, hope you enjoy your 2015. I know we will, and I hope you enjoy it alongside us. I say... What a smashing podcast. Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening to the Legendarium Podcast. Make sure you take a minute to subscribe to us on iTunes and now on Stitcher Radio. Like us on Facebook and check out our fantastic website at thelegendariumpodcast.com.